Hello, Ventura County. You're listening live to Girls on the Air. We are real women in real estate right here on KVTA 1590. I'm Karen Campbell, and I have a wonderful host with me today, Bob Ridgway. Good morning, Karen. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, we have Tracy will be here in just a little bit. Um, but how was your week? You know, it was uh, pretty eventful. Uh, we've had quite a bit uh, going on with our company and had some uh, different events that we uh, have had over our new collection office. That's and a very just, nice office. Yeah, yeah, you've had a chance to see it. I have, yeah. before you saw it. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's true, that's true. It's, uh, yeah, we're very, very proud of it. Uh, we opened about a year ago, a little, a little less than a year ago. Uh, and it's our, what we call our market center. It's our anchor store. Uh, we have a total of uh, five different facilities with Keller Williams, West Ventura County. Uh, this particular one, though, is where I am based, where our team leader, Nancy Prince, is based. Uh, and then uh, my uh, uh, broker, uh, Doug Moe, I'm the associate broker. I help Doug out with running the store. Uh, but it, it's it's quite a facility. We're really, really proud of it. That's awesome. Well, you and I go back so far. <laughs> like way, right, way back. <laughs> like when we first got our licenses and we worked for Century 21 County Center, if you can believe that. That's been 33 years ago. A little over 33 years yes. for me. Yeah. So, so amazing. And Lynn Kenton. And, yeah, Lynn and Kenton and, and Lynn, if you're listening out there, shout out to you. Yep, exactly. Well, I had a, a very busy week as well. I have a new listing coming up. It's at 7958 Stone, and that is in Stonehenge. It's the four-bedroom, three-bath, two-story, beautiful property. Um, many, many upgrades uh, throughout the house. It has Cambria quartz on every counter. Uh, it's got hardwood floors downstairs. It's got uh, carpet on the stairs and in the living room, but upstairs it has heated floors and they're all mosaic and beautiful. Nice. And um, and then in the upstairs uh, master suite, there is a sitting room. Uh, there's lighting throughout the master suite. And, um, and then in the uh, bathroom, there's walk-in showers, separate tub, uh, walk-in closets, uh, heated floors, uh, touch, touch mirrors so that you can plug in your iPhone and have all of those things going at the same time, which is amazing. And then um, the kitchen is completely remodeled, beautiful appliances, um, has five sliders, so you have every way out. And to enjoy that backyard, it's got a 6,000 square foot lot, which is big for uh, zero lot line property. And um, it's gonna be priced right, right over a million. So that one's gonna be coming up here on the sixth, it's going to come up really, really soon. So what, what, what? Uh, you know, talking about you know pri properties like that and the pricing. Where, where do you see with our market right now? Is it uh, because we've had an experience that if you price it uh, in the sweet spot, it's going to get multiple offers and sell fairly quickly. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I just sold one uh, up on Catalina. We started at one point six and. Um, Two offers came in 1.7, and then we set it out for highest and best, and it came in 62,500 over that. And thank you very much. It was our company that brought the I buyer. I know ends. it was <laughs> right, and you were behind that too. Jack did a great job, just so you know. Yeah. Yes. yes. 
So um, I also have a couple buyers that um, are kind of hard to find property for. It's in Midtown. I'm looking for a three bedroom, two bath, uh, minimum 2,000 square feet, minimum 8,000 square foot lot. So we know exactly what we want. We just don't have it on the market, right? Uh, up to 1.2. And then I also have view, view buyers, um, specific view buyers, and they are looking for property uh, that has a view that's downtown, that they can walk from downtown. And, um, you know, that's not on the market either, but that's up to $3 million. So welcome. We're Hi. glad to have you. We have, we have a guest. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in from Thousand Oaks yeah. on Labor Day weekend. Yes, exactly. So... Um, do you have any uh, buyers or sellers you'd like to talk about? Um, I have lots of buyers um, right now. It's the hard thing is just trying to find them something, you know, because and the inventory is so low, and then the minute you find something, there's 10, ten offers. Um, I've got a lot of buyers for Ventura, Hillside, um, and I have some for Oxnard, too, and Camarillo. Um, what, what are you seeing? How are you seeing the buyers right now? Well, the same thing. I mean, we we've got... There are buyers out there, uh, whether they're cash buyers or mm -hmm. buyers that have uh, a loan in tow. Uh, but the inventory is at a point where it's either out of their price range or uh, there's just nothing in that particular price range right. without going into multiple offers. Mm -hmm. uh, I know, you know, Karen and I were just talking about that with one of her listings where uh, it was, a, a, you know, middle upper range uh, pricing on the Hill in Ventura. Mm -hmm. But it still ended up with multiple offers on oh, it. Oh yeah, and, uh, and and that's been. Uh, I've got a couple that are looking for uh, above Ventura High School, Hobson Heights area, mm -hmm. uh, for up to two point five million. Mm -hmm. And we've unfortunately we've been beat out on two or three other properties. Right. And it, it's uh, you want to keep them excited. It's yeah. hard though because they'll get you know a little depressed or you know right. let down. And so it's just it's interesting. Yeah. It's always interesting, right? Well, and we had the insurance issue. You know, after the earthquake last week, the um, insurance basically put hold on everything. Mm -hmm. And so we couldn't close properties because we didn't have a binder on active insurance. And so that delayed escrows, too. And, so, and yours on, on, on the hillside. It was right. that one on it, the hillside. That actually did happen. So. so, yeah, there's all kinds of issues. We talk about our issues every single week. Like last week, I had post-tension slabs. I you know. I listened in on your show and I'm I'm going I know what it is I know what it is you, you do know what it was oh yeah. yes I know what a, a post tension slab right. is absolutely and now I do too yeah it's uh, but you don't uh, know if there was one there I don't think there was one there there's no indication of anything <laughs> on the property that I was looking at but I do I am going to look for it every single time now so that I, I, I think the age that. if it's uh, less than 25 years there's a good chance that at least part of the house if not all of it is post-tension slab of course yeah oh, really huh mm -hmm. yeah well we have a great show lined up for you guys today we have larry reyes from smart home mortgage he is going to be talking about his week and his issues because he always has them too and then ben Cohn from sink the sewers is going to be with us and we have a pond guy he is amazing he knows exactly how to build a pond. He knows what lives in the ponds. He knows how to maintain the pond. And he's going to tell us all about that. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the market and some things that are happening in and about Ventura. And then Ollie has a salt studio in Westlake Village. And she's going to tell us all about that. 
So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine 805 853 3030. Come to Ventiki in downtown Ventura at the corner of Fern, Maine for happy hour food and drinks from 4 to 6 p.m. and enjoy a specialty drink by one of our cocktail shamans, where you will be amazed by the aloha spirit the moment you walk through our A-frame archway and sit around our fire pit on our open patio. See you soon. Mahalo. Call us at 805-667-8887. Once again, that's 805-667-8887. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I am Tracy Lang. And I'm Karen Campbell. And And I am Bob Ridgway. We're so glad to have you, Bob. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Of Of course. course. So, Derek, tell us a little bit about what's happening in mortgage oh hey how's it going hey you know we are just enjoying really nice interest rates right now no i'm just kidding you know i was like what yeah (laughs) did i miss something (laughs) yeah you know we have um clients who we pre-approved you know six months ago to a year ago and they're coming back to us and basically saying hey we'd like to look at a you know buying a house now and then I send them an updated loan estimate and pre-approval letter, and they're like, whoa, my buying power has you know, decreased significantly. What's going on? And obviously, people don't pay attention to you know, mortgage rates. Or, you know, not everyone is a real estate professional. And you know, I have to explain to them like, you know, that, hey, when the rise, with the rise in interest rates, your buying power has decreased. And you know, I also have to explain to them that you know, as a savvy buyer, um, don't expect this to be permanent. You know, on the horizon, everyone's expecting rates to come down. We're not going to, you know, we can look at what, you know, Powell says, you know, um, from the Federal Reserve. We can look at, you know, other, you know, people in the industry. But, you know, we kind of like just, you know, if you really like a property, let's get in the house. Eventually the rates will come down and it'll, it'll be a nice um, event when you can, you know, lower your mortgage payment by a few hundred dollars, you know, to maybe a more significant amount. Um, but you know, for our clients, you know, who want to get into a property, we're still there for them and all our programs are still available, you know, as a, as a brokerage firm. Exactly. I know that, um, you know, I've been listening to different economists this last week and the week before, uh, and everyone anticipates that when the feds meet again in September, that we will have another increase, uh, because our inflation just hasn't gone down. It's actually gone up. Um, 
So what do you, where do you think those rates are going to go? Yeah, so, you know, in our office, you know, obviously we are all very optimistic people here. Um, we don't expect rates to get into the eight or nine, but never say never. Yeah, um, never say never. Right. Never say never, you know, but, you know, right now we're in the low sevens, high sixes, and it wouldn't be surprising, you know, if they do one or two more interest rate hikes to control inflation, um, you know, we could possibly see rates go into the high sevens, you know, and that's where, you know, we would like to see it capped off at. If it goes into the eighth, well, that's just a new reality that we're all going to have to deal with. Right. At least temporarily, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you can still buy down the rate, right? Yeah. You know, with um, clients who have some extra funds in the bank account, we can, you know, buy down the rate significantly um, and get you a rate in the five, um, even the low five. You know, so it's up to the client. I show them a loan estimate and I say, you know, let's do a cost benefit analysis. Do you want to spend the cash to qualify for this property right now to lower the interest rate because your debt to income ratio, we need to get, you know, our numbers within our ratio? Or, you know, do you want to just get it in this house? You don't need to buy down the rate because, you know, your debt to income ratio is fine and we'll just, you know, have a stiff mortgage payment for a little while and, you know, it'll be a nice, you know, a pleasant surprise, you know, in the coming you know, six months to a year when the rates do come down. And yeah, we'll definitely save you some money. Larry, this is Bob Ridgeway. I wanted to ask you in regards to FHA VA, uh, I'm hearing a lot of positive uh, vibrations out there, I guess, about uh, VA and FHA being a pretty darn good program to go on now. You want to expand on that? Absolutely. So VA and FHA being government loans, you know, they've always pretty much worked with lower credit scores. Um, FHA has a 3.5% down payment. VA has a 0% down payment. Um, so, you know, our veterans definitely deserve a good home loan. They get a good home loan. Um, we love doing VA loans. A lot of, you know, <clears throat> realtors, you know, it's, it's kind, of, kind of a shame when they see a VA offer and they kind of, you know, it, it gives them pause. And, you know, a VA loan is a, is a great loan to, you know, to get. And the debt-to-income ratio can go high. A lot of lenders are very easy with the underwriting on VA loans and FHA loans, too. So, you know, those programs are, will always be our bread and butter. Everyone needs a home. Uh, our veterans need home, homes. People with low credit scores need homes. And so, you know, those two programs, you know, as long as we have those, we'll still get plenty of people, you know, good people into the houses that they want to be in. Derek, what are you seeing with appraisals right now? Are they coming in at value, undervalue, or...? Yeah, you know, it's been kind of, you know, with our appraiser friends, you know, obviously in the industry, everyone's feeling it right now. But, yeah, we have experienced, um, you know, a few issues with appraisals. I would say, you know, about one in every four appraisals is coming in under value. And, you know, recently we had an issue with square footage on an appraisal and a missing bathroom. And so I had to message the AMC, which is the appraisal management company, and I, you know, said, "Hey guys, look at the report. I'm seeing two bathrooms in the appraisal report. Um, you guys are only giving us credit for one. You know, our clients aren't happy. Um, can you please have the appraiser look at it?" And so they looked at it, and they gave us, you know, eight thousand dollars of increased value after you know noticing the bathroom. So we kind of have to be, you know, accountability buddies and kind of just stay, you know, uh, well, you know. Uh, I would say just kind of stay on top of each other because, you know, mistakes happen. But, you know, if we just let that problem go, um, you know, we would have been missing out on $8,000 on our property value, you Mm -hmm. know. 
Well, and not everybody gets to see that appraisal. Usually you get to see it because you're lending the money. But I always request a copy of the appraisal so that I can look at it and make sure that we have all the details to the property and um, that they're giving us credit for everything that we need and that they used comps within, you know, a radius of that house because sometimes they go way off base. You know, it just depends on the appraiser. Yeah, and they will stick to, you know, the appraisers will stick by their by their report a lot of times when people, you know, ask for a rebuttal. Well, you know, I believe that the appraiser came in $50,000 short, Derek. I need you to rebuttal this appraisal. Then, you know, we'll, we'll do it for the client, but usually the appraiser will call me back, you know, within, you know, that same day and say, listen, let's have a conversation here. And I would tell you this, you know, nine times out of ten, they're not going to budge on that value. They're going to stick to it. Yeah, I have seen that as well. Mm. But if they are missing something, they will... They will fix it. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, Derek, if they have a question or if they'd like to get pre-approved with you. Absolutely. So Smart Home Mortgage is located in the beautiful city of Oxnard, California. Our phone number is 805-853-3030, and we're located on the 16th floor of the Morgan Stanley Building, Suite 1680. Very wow. nice. Very nice. Well, coming up, we have uh, Ben Cohn with Sinks to Sewers, and he's going to talk about some of the rules that he has to follow. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. City of Ventura rental owners, did you know that the City of Ventura is looking at rental ordinances? Tenants have been speaking up. Now, owners, it's your time to speak up. If you want more information, reach out to Rent805 or call us at 805-776-8805. Rent 805, we manage your rental so it doesn't manage you. Hi, I'm Seth Doherty, a professional land surveyor with Latitude Surveying. We help homeowners, realtors, developers, contractors, and architects define property lines, create topographic surveys, site plans, and other maps. We service Santa Barbara and Ventura counties. Give us a call at 805-637-1975 or check us out on the web at latitudesurveying.com. Again, this is Seth Doherty with Latitude Surveying at 805-637-1975. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I am Tracy Lang. And I'm Karen Campbell. And I am Bob Ridgeway. Welcome. And we're so glad to have Ben Cohn with us today. He is from Sinks to Sewers, and he literally takes care of every one of my clients so i just have to thank you for that they Mm -hmm. always rave about your service and always rave how cautious you are and how you can explain every single thing to them in their language not yours right which is awesome thank you for saying that that's really kind of you and that's one of the key points that i always try to emphasize that i try to speak so other people can understand it not so as a plumber can understand there's a lot of plumber jargon and so sometimes I'll say something, and plumbing-wise, it's not correct, but it's easier to translate. So I'll say a drain line. It's not a drain line. It's a drain pipe. But but, <laughs> but I try. To, but but to everyone them. says a drain line. Or like, let's say you talk about sleeving, that kind of a thing, instead of saying, well, it's actual CIPP. But anyway, you're catching me. I'm getting you guys off track, so That's let's okay. get started. No, it's all good. What are you looking for when you do a lateral sewer inspection? So starting off, I think it's important to define what is the actual lateral. And this is where a lot of realtors get in trouble, is, is that the lateral is only the pipe outside of the building to the city connection. Okay. And so if someone calls, as 
if you're representing a client, if you're the listing agent, let's say in uh, an area served by the Ojai Valley Sanitation District or Ventura or Satakoy, you're only concerned about the lateral itself, okay. the pipe outside of the building. Right. If you are representing the buyer, what you really care about is the pipe under the house, and that's the building drain. And that's the building drain. Okay. The only difference is the location. It could actually be the same material. But if you call a plumber and you say, hey, I want a lateral inspection, all they're doing by what you asked is the pipe outside of the house. That's all. It's not dealing with anything underneath. So if you are representing a buyer, what's important is that you don't ask for a lateral inspection. You ask for a building drain and lateral inspection. Oh, okay. Okay. So what do I look for? I just look for the condition of the pipe. Are there any defects? And I do this through a special kind of camera. And basically, it's on the end of a long stick. And I push it down. And then I make a recording of what it is. For myself, the way that I do my inspections, I try to I narrate them, mm -hmm. and so someone can just follow like a along. Reporter, aren't you? I, well, well, thank I like you. Oh, thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Reporting take you. live. That's, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, that goes back to your uh, reporting background, right? right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, see, you compliment That's me, and you throw me <laughs> off sorry. right there. That's all it took. Yeah. This is the reason why I got to be alone when I do my inspections. But seriously, yeah. though. So, and then I do try to narrate the video, so mm -hmm. then that way, because. For me, I see sewer inspections, you know, two to three times a day, five days a week. How many times has the regular person seen a sewer inspection? It's almost never. Right. And so they don't know what they're actually looking at in most cases. And so unfortunately, there are some plumbers, not all of them. Ventura has so many good plumbers out mm -hmm. here. But there are some plumbers who will take the ignorance of what someone is looking at. And they'll try to say like, oh, this is so big or this is going to cause you a big problem. And then... It's actually nothing. Like, I get second opinion all the time where they'll send me a video and I'll be like, no, this is actually the way the pipe is supposed to look. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. And so these are kind of some of the uh, things that I just try to highlight is the condition. Ben, I got a question for you. I wanted to uh, ask you, uh, you know, we have the Ojai uh, Valley Sanitation District, City of Ventura, and a couple of other locations that require when you sell the property that the inspection to the sewer lateral must be done. Mm -hmm. Do you recommend that we do this in other locales like Oxnard, Camarillo, and so forth? Is this a, a, a step that a either a buyer or even a seller should take to make sure that their systems are up and running? So that would depend on what is your strategy for selling or buying the house. I think that's what it would boil down to. And that's not something that I can give you advice on. But let me just, so let's say that you're buying the house for simply, you just want the property. You want the land itself. You don't actually care about the structure. You know it's going to be a complete redo, right? You're going to tear it down and rebuild it back up. Don't even bother getting a sewer inspection because there's no point. Why spend the $400 on that or whatever some people are charging? Just go ahead, just go in there and get instead an estimate to have the pipe replaced. Now, let's say that though, it's a first-time client, and you really want to put them the best foot for going forward. You understand that the negotiation is going to be pretty heavy. You've gone through the real estate negotiation expert class through the association, mm -hmm. so you're ready for that negotiation. Yeah, then it might make sense for you to go ahead and do the uh, inspections prior to. Now, let's say that you're selling the property. Um, would you want to be aware of any potential issues that might come up? If, if 
and, and this is where I can't tell a realtor how to do the, but I just know that, do you want to know after the fact from a buyer who's requesting the inspection, or do you want to take it in control in your own hands and order that inspection at that time? I, I think coming from the uh, uh, direction from being a broker and being a, a real estate agent, uh, if I'm representing my buyer, whether it's the seller or the, uh, or excuse me, representing a client, either a buyer or a seller, I would, uh, you know, we do the home inspections anyway, uh, which are all, uh, you know, part of the main part of the house. The sewer lateral, as you know, is a hidden part of that house and it's underground. And, and to me, it would make sense. Uh, and I know several of my agents uh, out of Camarillo, for instance, are actually doing the inspections on properties in Camarillo. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, it's definitely, I think it, it we have to, I think, uh, put everybody in tune of what is out there that it is available to get the inspections done. And of course, Ben is one of the best in the industry. Oh yeah, it's smart to do it, right? Well, I think it puts us in a very precarious situation because it's mandatory in Ventura. It's mandatory in Ojai, right? So when something's mandatory, you have to do it. So whether anybody wants to do it or not, it has to be done because it has to be put on the city report, yes? Yes. So when you're in Camarillo or in Oxnard and it's not required, it puts us in a precarious situation because we should disclose that that is something that should be inspected. And if they want to inspect it, great. And if they don't want to inspect it, great. I always have a waiver signed if my buyers do not want to have the, the sewer lateral inspected and it's in Camarillo or Oxnard or any other city that's not required to have the sewer lateral done, then I have a waiver saying that I told you and you decided not to. And that always- It's like a home inspection. That, yeah, you that know? always it's, protects yourself. Yeah, It's so important, especially- It's a big ticket item. And especially, I just saw one, it was for a building drain and it was all bad, it all had to get replaced. It was, it was completely non-functional, so this one wasn't even a question. Mm -hmm. And the estimate was 26,000. Oh and it wasn't gosh. even for a big house. And it was just the way that it was installed and what they had to do, but it was 26,000. So now, imagine if you're a first time home buyer and, and everything is closed, everyone went their separate ways, mm -hmm. and they gave you a home warranty, and all of a sudden now you got a $26,000. Hello. You know, yeah. that's something bad. And that will really cause a lot of buyer's remorse. And I've literally, I have oh, yeah. been in the same room delivering the bad news of the condition of the sewer line after the sale of the oh, home. Oh, God. And the person that they're calling on the other end is the realtor. And then they're asking them, why wasn't this looked at at the time? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of those things that I don't understand. And maybe it's just a human nature kind of a thing. Why, does, why do realtors use price? as a way to justify who they're going to call when ordering an inspection. Mm -hmm. And it could be a home inspector, a termite, a sewer inspector. It could be a realtor. It doesn't matter. Why does price matter? Because literally, I've been bargain shopped, and people have called me back saying, Ben, we want to use you, but the other guy was $50 cheaper. Well, are you willing to match his price? No. No. <laughs> but to that realtor, who, I mean, he was licensed, actually in the business for a long time. He thought that he was doing service to his client by focusing on $50 yeah. and not focusing on everything else that was involved. Well, so, I have had situations with you where someone else did the sewer lateral, yeah. said it needs to totally be replaced. And then I call you and say, I need a second opinion. And you go, you know what? We could hydrojet that. We could sleeve it. Yep. We could do this. We could do that. And it saves that client that much money. I think that's more important than worrying about 50 bucks. We just did that. So, yeah. 
so just a quick story. So the uh, realtor just, because I'm in the middle of this right now, realtor recommended uh, a plumber to come in, do the inspection. They did the inspection. And then they also went ahead and they gave an estimate of roughly about $10,000 mm-hmm. to do the repair. That seller is so lit right now against the realtor because they're basically saying, you recommended this one person to me and how convenient now we actually have to go ahead and do $10,000 worth of repairs. Or what about the home inspector who well, does that? And that's a different well, home inspector who does the lateral sewer who, who's going to do the work. It's like, well, that's and so that issue. was the thing. But the number one is, is that what that plumber never told them, uh, never told anybody in this transaction, because I'm the one that ended up telling them, because they called me as a second opinion. Sure. I asked them, do you understand what the rules in the, in the, of the ordinance are? And they were like, yeah, they got it wrong. And they were like, we have to get repaired within six months. And I was like, no, you don't. And I was able to send them all this in writing. And, but then they really felt slighted by the other plumber going like, wow. So not only is he giving us a $10,000 repair estimate, but now he's also making us think that we have to do this right. repair. This is a huge reason right now why I don't do any types of major repairs like this. Because this conflict of interest, yeah. and actually, I looked at the estimate, and the estimate that they gave them was completely justified. The entire angst of the seller and the realtor was because they don't see sewer estimates all the time. Right. That price was actually a pretty fair price in my opinion. I looked at the description of work. They covered all the wickets. It's done by a company here in Ventura that's actually a pretty good company in my opinion. But it was just because they were unfamiliar with it and what really complicated was is, is that they did the inspection super cheap and then they were also going to do the repair. Yeah. And so that's why I don't do the repairs because of that conflict of interest because mm-hmm. who had put in a bad light was the realtor. Oh, yeah. And, and she's not always dealing with this. So now she's backtracking and, Ben, how should we address this? You know, and I just try to follow, give her the advice sure, that I can. Sure, that's all you can do. Yeah. So I have another question. So we've been in this for 10 years now. My Can God. you believe that? Jeez, so we're getting ben old. And I, that's how I met Ben. Was yeah, we were in a meeting old. that was they were trying to make it a point on sale. Like everybody had to do it throughout the county, or sorry, without the city, whether you sold your house or not. And then they made it so that it's just going to happen as you sell real estate, which means that not every property will have it, because a lot of people don't sell their homes right away. Right. You do remember my nickname was Sewer Bob, right? <laughs> I do remember that. Bob and I go That'll so be a far story back. For it's scary. Time. <laughs> so you mentioned the ten years. So the ten years mm-hmm. simply means that they are considering doing mobile home parks. They're also considering doing condominium associations. So the lateral lines that are in an association, there's usually three or four, depending upon how big it is. And then is there's right? a sewer lateral well, that goes well, directly to the sewer lateral or the main line to each building, not necessarily each condo. No. Not true? No. Okay, tell me. It's, yeah. So January 1st, um, all HOAs, PUDs, planning and developments, uh, commercials, commercial properties, they all had to come into compliance and have their PSL done. But the way that it's written is basically you have to go from the access point closest to the city connection. So if you imagine um, an HOA of whatever size you want, whatever, and let's say it only exits all of the sewage within all of the buildings on the property, they come into one big pipe. And that one big pipe, let's say I had an access point right by the sidewalk. 
and the city connection is in the middle of the street, let's call that 30 feet away. To me, compliance, that's all I'm inspecting is that 30 feet. I'm not having to inspect anything inside of that complex. No, of course not. And so this was required January 1st. There's a couple of eight, uh, property management companies that are really on the ball, and I already have everything scheduled on having them done. And then there are other ones that just, they don't, they're not even aware of it. Yeah, and the, even if you bring it to their attention, they don't want to hear it. But uh, Yeah, <laughs> right. But the, but the point of it is, though, and, and I think the big takeaway, so how does this actually affect someone buying or selling a property within uh, or living within that uh, complex is, is that it doesn't. It does not protect them in any way, shape, or form because you really need to be looking. Help me out here. What is the sure. piece of paper or the agreement that says this is what is you're responsible for within the building and this is what is responsible for outside insurance no no no, no, it's the ccnrs ccnrs Mm -hmm. what what does that stand for again covenants conditions and and restrictions thank you and that's why you're a realtor and i'm a former (laughs) so but the point of it is though what if it says is that if you have a blockage you're responsible you know to the main connection within our complex what if it says hey if you have a blockage and you're responsible for anything upstream of the clean out, which is in your driveway. What if it says this? What if it says that? There's a million what ifs. So what I would say is have your realtor go with your realtor, look in those CC&Rs, and then y'all decide on what you have to do. But the compliance of the HOA or the PUD coming into compliance with the city, it doesn't afford any protection to any of the residents within there. All it's doing is meeting a checkbox. That's all it is. Interesting. And then is the city going to actually make that happen? Like they are, are they contacting HOAs and saying this is what the compliance is since January 1st? Or are they, that I'm how not, are they doing that? Well, it's written in the ordinance. So it, it is written. It's been written since the beginning. Since the beginning. But, it, yeah. but it's not, there. it's not being policed, I guess you can say. It's not. But the thing is, so there were some changes that happened within the city is, is that number one, uh, there was one of the people that took it over his name's robert barretto and he really became the hands-on manager i I know him he has uh the person who was before him was joe barajas Mm -hmm. and so joe barajas retired robert barretto came in and he is so so hands-on and he's so helpful he's great i mean literally um i think he's doing a good job right now we got a lot of bad issues with city hall and bad talk that i hear with city employees just as a shout out and as a taxpayer of Ventura, I'm actually glad that my taxes go to the city department here. Seriously, they do a good job. There was a huge issue with getting the PSL reports filed from the city. I was going like a month. Yes. Okay. Because one, you know what? Let me not talk about the negative of who it was. <laughs> Let me focus on the positive, even yes. though it might be a little bit more saucy and juicy yeah. to tell you about the negative yeah. offline. Okay. Off the air. Huh? Off, off the, the air. air. Yeah. Off the air. Give me a call. But what they did was the sewer department, they hired, uh, her name is Kristen, and she is so good. She is on the ball. We're turning in reports, and we're getting them back in like one or two days. Right, and it used to be minimum seven days or 14 days. I was seeing 30 days. I mean, literally, I was seeing 30 days. I was seeing 30 days, and that was me having to contact uh, Department of Building and Safety or even City Planner just to go ahead and get something done, or even land development. It was, it was more complicated than it had to be. And wow. it was, this issue went on for 
a few years. Oh my. It wasn't like, and they hired Kristen, Robert Barreto is on there, and they are just, honestly, they're doing a good job. They are doing a good but job. But because of that change, I don't know if they're going to say, maybe we need to be enforcing it. That one, I just can't yeah. stay. Well, I've got to call into him um, because I have that question for him, too. <laughs> can I, can I, do, do we have time for me to tell you one more scenario that's important? How much time? Um, one minute. One minute. You had <laughs> asked the question, should you get the inspections done when they're not required? What's more important and something to look at, should you get the inspection done when there is one currently on file with the jurisdiction having authority, Ojai, Ventura, whatever. And what I would say is, is, is that you need to look at the pipe, especially Ventura. If you have a sewer lateral that was clay pipe and had no issues, you definitely need to have a sewer inspection, another sewer inspection done, even if it was done like two to three years afterwards. Mm. So one was done two to three years previously, get it done. And then if it's plastic, you should still have it done because the reports are good for 10 years. I, is that the minute? That's be, the minute. Be safe. Right? I mean, it's safe, yeah. right? Then tell everybody where they can find you if they have a question for you outside Eight, of this. 805-758-5901. 805-758-5901. I don't really advertise. I'm really not serious about this whole social media thing. And so if you really want to find me, you got to know someone who knows me. And most realtors do. We, we know you. Yes. Thank you so much Thank for being so with much, us ben. today. Thank you. Well, coming up, we have the pond guy. He is a professional. His name is Rocky. His name is Rocky. Yes. And he is going to talk about building a pond, maintaining a pond, and what lives in a pond. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. Moving house this year? Imagine having a gentle, experienced partner to help you prepare and lead the team to pack, move, and completely resettle your new home as you've planned. At Gentle Transitions of California, we call that person a move manager. Why not schedule our no-obligation move planning meeting to find out more? Just call 800-619-3049 or visit gentletransitions.com to get started. That's 800-619-3049 to let us help you move gently this time. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I am Tracy Lang. And I'm Karen Campbell. And I'm the male in the room, Bob Ridgeway. That's right. And we're so glad to have you, Bob. Thank you for being here. So we have Rocky from the Pacific Pond, and he is going to be talking about building ponds. Hi, Rocky. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for waiting. My pleasure. Now, Rocky, is your last name Rebney? It is. Okay, cool. So tell us what you do. I know you service our pond at our house, and it's just beautiful. We build and maintain uh, ponds. We like to build them. It's called the aquascape uh, system. It's basically 
building the pond as natural as possible to where the pond takes care of itself. Uh, the older it gets, better it functions. We put aquatic plants in the pond to filter the water, and uh, again, they get prettier as they mature, and they filter the pond as they age, and uh, just gets prettier as time goes on. There's a lot that goes into that. I never knew that. Now I have a pond unit home. And, um, I mean, tell us for the maintenance with the pond. It's a lot of work. Well, they shouldn't be if they're built properly. Your pond has a skimmer. We, did, we rebuilt it. We added a waterfall to a previous owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have a skimmer. That's your mechanical filtration. We put a check valve, and automatic fill valve, et cetera, in there. But that's your mechanical filter. It drives your debris from the surface into a net and a pad. And that's your only maintenance other than trimming plants. Uh, it pumps to the bottom of what's called a biofalls, a biological filter, which has a false bottom fiber pad with a black lava rock in there. Because it has a lot of surface area for your beneficial nitrifying bacteria, and that's, that's the heart of your filtration. That does the work. It's, uh, it's constantly eating the nutrients out of the water, starving out your suspended algae. And the plants are planted very red around the perimeter of the pond, and they filter the water also. Even the algae, algae is a bad rap, algae is a food source and a filter. Uh, we don't like the string algae, but the other algae in a rock is filtering your pond. It's there for a reason. Uh, and it's all natural filtration. It takes care of itself. So if it's set up right and people don't mess with it but with chemicals and such, it'll, uh, it'll work for you. You don't need to work for it. Uh, Rocky, Bob Ridgeway here. Um, do you set up your ponds for uh, like koi, fish, and other types of uh, animal? Yes, that's what we uh, specifically build, build it for, koi. But you can put in all kinds of, uh, you know, in wild fish if you, you like. Uh, it's not best to have aggressive fish like a bass. They'll eat anything they can swallow. But bluegill, channel catfish are popular. There's a fish called a hyphen banded shark from, a, I think it's the Yangtze River in China. They're really cool. You put in two and one will kind of follow the other around and kind of nurturing it. Yeah. It's like compassion. It's really, really a nice addition to your pond. Our fathead minnows are sold as feeder fish in pet stores called rosy reds. They've got a blonde color. You can put hundreds of those in and give you something else to look at. Uh, Tracy's interested in crayfish and such, and again, they're, they're right. beneficial. Yeah. There's all kinds of things you can put in. Just a few things you don't want to put in that are destructive, but uh, for the most part, you know, anything is native to our area, you can pretty much put in. We we have turtles, and um, I wanted to put in frogs. So tell me what you your advice was on that. Well, if tree frogs come and go. If you've got a lot of uh, you have koi in your pond, they're not likely to lay their tadpoles unless it's a large pond or there's a lot of cover. But even when they do lay it in a pond, a pond uh, once they mature, they leave the pond. But people love them. They sound like you know a thousand crickets croaking at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, they are seasonally come and go. Bullfrog tadpoles, if you introduce them as uh, tadpoles, they'll probably stay. They have a food source, which does include tree frogs, anything they can swallow. It would let out that loud, croak sounds like a bull. And it's, I like it. It's kind of entertaining. It's if you like you're out in the country. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, again, they are, they're very predatorial. They'll come out of your pond, and they'll go hunting around your yard at night and come back to the pond again. Speaking of speaking of hunting, how, uh, uh, as far as security for the animals, I know... There's a lot of predators out there, like uh, coyotes and so forth, that will come and take some oh, yeah. of the animals mm-hmm. you put in. Uh, is there a, a different ways of protecting the pond and protecting the animals? Yes, it's best to start from scratch if possible. When you're building the pond, build it deep. 
your main predators are raccoons and herons. Um, raccoons are constantly getting fish in shallow ponds. We prefer to build our ponds three feet, four feet deep if possible. And the raccoons really like to stick their face in the water. If they are opportunists, they'll jump in and they're very persistent. They'll, they'll get your fish in a shallow pond. They have nowhere to go. So, again, we prefer to build them three and possibly four feet deep. And uh, the blue herons are the worst predators. They mm-hmm. don't have a job to stand around all day and just wait for an opportunity. So if it's deep, they can't get to them. But you can put in uh, the best deterrent is a single uh, blue heron decoy or any large facsimile of a large bird. They move it around once in a while. They're territorial. Uh, they'll stay away. We even saw one this last week. The customer got one that dips in the wind a little bit, so that may not need to be moved. And, uh, depth is the best thing, but there's all kinds of aftermarket things you can do. Nets are kind of unsightly and tangle up with the plants. You get a motion detector sprayer, but they'll spray you and whatever else. Uh, the birds move so slow that sometimes they don't set it off. So, uh, short answer depth is the main thing. If it's already built, yeah. fish cave just, just off the bottom. And that affords uh, the animals a lot of protection. So how much does it cost to build a pond, approximately? Like a, we, an average, however big it should be, an, the average size pond. Like how, where does it start? Average to, uh, used to be called 11 by 16 by Aquascape because they could build it in a day. They're around 11,000. Uh-huh. Uh, the smallest pond we build is 4 by 6 feet, and they're 5,580. And they're fully loaded, just bad water. Get mechanical, biological filtration, automatic fill valves, lights, full cell transformers, the aquatic plants in the fish cave. We even include toy. Uh, it's, it's totally loaded. So, again, if you just leave it alone, it'll take care of itself. Awesome. Well, it looks like you have won the Ventura County Fair Best of Show 10 times. Oh, yeah. So you must You've know what pond. you're doing. That really beautiful. It is beautiful. Yes, it is beautiful. And so, Rocky, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, my phone number cell is 805-276-7709. My website is pacificponds.net. I'm sure you get the net or get something else. Very good. Thank you so much. I'll see you in a few weeks. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Take care, Rocky. Thank you. Good job. Great. Well, coming up, we have Ollie. She has a salt salon in Westlake Village. Halo, hey, you- Sa- Halo Salt Spa. It's wonderful. I went there last week. We'll tell you all about it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! Hi there, I'm Pola, and I'm the Psychic on the Avenue. I'm a spiritual advisor, clairvoyant reader, and I'm here to help you focus on releasing the past baggage that's only been weighing you down. Also connecting with the present to help you look forward to make a bigger, brighter future. I specialize in all areas of life, and especially the power of love. Aren't you curious to know what your partner is feeling, thinking, or wanting? I can guide you through any situation giving you the spiritual key to open new doors, gain insight and intuition. This truly is my life's work. 
You can reach me at my location at 108 North Ventura Avenue or 107 Figueroa Street, both located in downtown Ventura. Or you can reach me at 805-628-3333. That is 805-628-3333. If you call in and use the code GIRLSONAIR, I will grant you $150 worth of services for only $85. I hope to hear from you soon for a spiritual awakening. What doesn't kill you makes you Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I am Tracy Lang. And I'm Karen Campbell. And you have Bob Ridgeway as a guest. That's right. And we're so happy to have you, Bob. Thank you Thank for you being here. Thank you very much for having me here. And we have Ollie on the phone. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, and I don't want to mess it up. Is it Ollie Giramonka? Say it again. Ali, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Pronounce your last name for me, Ali. Oh, it's a tough one. Jamanko. Jamanko. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. She is part owner of the Halo Salt Spa in Westlake Village. It's gorgeous. Um, tell us what that is, what a salt spa is, first of all. Oh, I would love to. So, basically, um, you're going to be put in a room that's created of salt. The walls, the ceiling, the floor. Um, the floor is loose salt, like sand would be at the beach. Mm-hmm. It's like and sea salt. And then I salt. have a machine that's called a halo generator, which is how we came up with our name, Halo. Uh-huh. And what happens is I pour salt into that machine. The machine grinds the salt up to a very fine powder. And then a fan simply pushes that salt mist into the room that mm-hmm. you're sitting in. And salt without being a drug is naturally antibacterial antiviral and anti-inflammatory it's very so cool every you sit back and single lounge. breath is like a little baby toothbrush cleaning the respiratory system it's really nice and there's like six people in their lounge like by the pool but it's in a room and the salt yes. comes out it's really yes. relaxing and nice it's like sea salt yes. smells good but what is that good for oh my goodness it's good for a multitude of things it's first it's, it's very good for the respiratory system if there's anything uh, if there's anything that wants out, it's very productive day after using the salt room. Um, on top of the fact it's really good for your skin because that salt lands on your skin. There's over 80 minerals reoccurring in our bodies that are in salt. So it also boosts the immune system and the negative ions in the salt relax people. It's a 45-minute session, and when I open that door after the 45 minutes, usually people are asleep. And I tell people, your flight has landed. (laughs) It is. It's nice. And it's good for your sinuses, too, right? That's respiratory. Absolutely. Any any allergies or asthma um, is great. The salt room really just opens up the airways and helps you breathe easier. So, Ollie, what about if you've had COVID? Because there's a lot of people that have COVID right now. And then you're left with this respiratory stuff we are right? the are place you starting to, to see that come that. yeah we've been seeing that for a little over a year now and um, so does that help oh absolutely uh, absolutely because what it's going to do is a lot of people after they've had covid you know our, your lungs are are affected and you can't get rid of that lingering cough and the the salt getting in there really just clears everything out and and helps your body um, reduce that sputum and get it out. 
Interesting. I have never heard of that before, so I'm all ears listening to what's going on. Are they every hour? How do you schedule it, Ollie? You just give us a call, and everybody's first time in our salt room is free. Which is nice. Because we know once we get you in there, you'll be back. (laughs) And what else do you guys do there? You have uh, massages? We do. We have six amazing massage massage therapists. We also have infrared saunas with infrared lights. And we also do ionic foot baths. It's a great form of detox. Now, what is that? Explain that. Um, the ionic foot bath. Yeah. Is, um, it's, so it's a, a beautiful, it's a copper bowl that we fill with water. And there is an apparatus. And what it does is it's, it's an ionic plate. So once it hits the water and you put your feet in there, it neutralizes the system and allows um, the, the, the negative ions allow your body to rid itself of toxins that we don't need. Do you feel anything? Does it, it doesn't hurt, you, right? You don't. No, it definitely doesn't hurt. It's very relaxing. Your feet are in the bath for 30 minutes, and then it's followed by a, just a nice foot scrub and a, and a foot massage. And then your body actually is detoxing for the three days after the foot bath. I love that. How much is that? That's $65. Oh and we sell them in packages. Um, when you buy anything from Halo Salt Spa, it never expires. We don't believe in that. We don't rush you to use it in 30 days. Um, so it's, it's more cost effective to buy a package because it is something that you would want to do more than once. If you're really looking to rid of a certain detox Believe or me, a I certain agree. toxin, if you will. So let me just ask Ollie, when you are doing that foot um, toxin stuff, does it turn the water c- different color? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> I have to say that is the, it sounds strange, but that's the most exciting part. Does it turn colors? It does. It turns and everybody's different. It turns frothy, it turns green, it turns foamy, it gets oily. Does that it mean different things spe- that are going on in your body? Yes, and it, depending on what organ is, it is detoxing, whether it be the liver, the spleen, the kidneys, uh, the lymphatic system, It's everything has its own code for what comes out in that water, and it's, it's a really cool science experiment. That sounds like fun. Hey, Ollie, how can people get in touch with you and tell them where you're located, too? Uh, we are on the corner of Westlake and Thousand Oaks Boulevard in Thousand Oaks. Um, we are uh, it's Halo Salt Spa. You can Google it, take you right to us. Our phone number is uh, 497-7111. And we do book all of our appointments personally because we want to make sure that you're doing the right service. So you do need to call us to get on 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 our schedule. And um, your... But we do have a website as well, and we've made ourselves pretty findable. It's Halo Salt Spa. You can't miss it. And it's downstairs there, right? And call in for your free salt spa. They... Yes, and we have five chairs in that room, so fill it fill it with the people you know. Love it. Thank you so much, Ollie. All right. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Everybody listening, too. It's a beautiful day. That's right. It is. Happy Labor Day. Well, everyone, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being here. I was absolutely enjoyed this. Good. Go get your salt spa. uh, (laughs) Yeah.
<laughs> Probably will. Okay. I want to see the green colored water. Right, right. I don't want to see mine. <laughs> All right, everybody have a happy Labor Day weekend. Bye.